making America proud. We are rocking. We are rocking. chance there aren't many politicians in the history of democracies that have been able to get crowds like that and get Hitler them that far good mussolini <laughs> oh boy oh boy <laughs> right off the bat <laughs> i'm not a fan of hitler oh i stand corrected i didn't even know trump had a rally going on yesterday so i tuned into some of my uh, shows and i was getting ready to do my uh, preparing for this job time and uh, it was the middle of uh, one of his rallies, so I mm. caught a big chunk of it, and I got sucked in, and I couldn't stop watching. And I'm just, I'm just so fascinated with the whole thing. Uh, I'm a, uh, I'm obsessed with presidential politics. I just love it. Somehow I got into it years ago, and I've read, I've read all the great books about it, and I just, I love following the campaigns, and I just, I'm, I'm into it. What's your take on Taft? <laughs> uh, ran on a platform of reinforced concrete. That's Hilarious. my favorite Taft joke because he was fat. You see, Hilarious. Um, <laughs> a classic. Um, and uh, and I, I've read about the great greatest populist up until Trump, maybe in uh, in American history, was William Jennings Bryan, who was the nominee for the Democratic Party three times in a row. Mm. Uh, you know, you know for. <laughs> packing wheat fields probably at the time with uh, with giant crowds and getting them whipped up and everything like that. But I'd never seen like such pure populism in my lifetime, seen it work and, uh-huh. and, and the way it does with Trump. And it's just it's something to watch. And it's not all I don't want to make it sound like it's there's there's no there there because there's some serious there there, which I'll mention in in, in just a minute. But, um, you know, he did. He was doing the greatest hits. Of some of the stuff about, we stand for the flag, and people just went berserk. The national anthem means something, and people went berserk. He did this and that, this and that, and then, and now we're saying Merry Christmas again, and the people went berserk. Wow, he hit the Merry Christmas. Wow. Yes. I mean, all the Trump greatest hits, and people just, just lapping it up. Right. I tell you what, so that is a thing. Him doing that at that rally and those people reacting to it. But if you look at that and sneer with contempt from your, you know, your enclave of elitism, wherever that might be, and you don't understand why that's so appealing, or you don't understand, um, you know, what led us to that moment, then I think you're making a real mistake. Well, right. And I was watching uh, Mark Stein on Fox last night. We're big fans of Mark Stein. If you've never read America Alone, that's just such a great book. But um, he was talking about. The message that it sends to the crowd, it's not, they were chanting, build the wall. I still contend, Mark Stein didn't say this, I'm saying this. I still contend most of the most of the people in that rally don't think the wall's going to be built. It's a, I'm with you, I care about illegal immigration, and this is important, and nobody else thinks it is. Right. That's what it is. Right, it's not specifically about a wall. Right. At least for some of the people. And, and that's, what the, that's what the, when we're saying Merry Christmas again, that's saying... 
I get that you feel like what you grew up with is going away, and I care about it. That, right. That's what it is. I it, well, value my culture maybe, like you value yours. Maybe yeah. you just call it virtue signaling, but the, he's mm-hmm. signaling, I care about the same stuff you care about. Yeah, or affiliation signaling, but, you know, it's uh, that stuff matters. And it there's matters a deeply to people. lot of people across the country, a lot, who feel like none of the media and none of the people in Washington, D.C. get them or care about any of their stuff. You know, speaking of chanting, I giggle every time I think about us chanting lock her up lock her mm-hmm. up at the uh, convention in cleveland that sean once started it one of the locker up chants right i don't i have seen no tape it, it was one of one of the stronger chants of the evening it was so awesome to be right. part of that yeah but it, <laughs> we and everybody around us having fun chanting it weren't actually calling for the jailing everybody of hillary clinton was smiling Right. <laughs> it was a WWE event. It yeah, was, exactly. It was professional right. wrestling. Exactly. Now, it was an expression that we think that she's a crook. Well, what? I'm speaking for myself. Uh, and I think a lot of the people there, they were expressing, yeah, we think she's crooked. We think she probably ought to be investigated more. But no, we're not calling for the presumptive jailing of one Hillary Rodham Clinton. It's <laughs> right. A, it's a, we're all in this together laughing and hooting and saying we agree. <laughs> uh, much as the chanting uh, last night was. What was the rally for? Was it their, their primary? Trump? No, shush. To make America great again. All right. There's a primary election well, there. There's the beyond behind Sean and I's jokes. Yes. Are uh, <laughs> you know it, it doesn't really matter. Oh, those were jokes. It doesn't matter what Trump shows up for. Uh, you know what the theme was. Yeah. It, what it what? is That's is a good point. It's us getting together saying we still want to make America great again. I wanted to get this clip on, and then I got a couple more things I want to say about this. The stuff that really stood out to me as real, actual, real something. But uh, here's how it ended, and pay attention to the music afterwards. And together we will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. Thank you, Indiana. We love you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Once again, he goes I into. I just love Indiana. And I, oh, shut up! I swear. <laughs> I swear I've never heard anybody bring this up. We noticed it at the Republican convention when we were there. Whenever he gets done speaking, they always play, you can't always get what you want. Right. That's not an accident. No. He's sending a message of some sort, and nobody's caught on to it or thinks it's real. It's something. He yeah. must walk off saying, I can't believe people don't discuss this. <laughs> The song? Every time I give a speech, yeah. I play the song. You can't always get what you want. Yeah. Now, I'm not exactly sure what the message is, but it's some sort of, hey, I'll do my best, but if I, you know, if it doesn't work out, yeah. <laughs> or is it a shot at, at the people who, who hate him and oppose him at every turn? I don't know. But it's Sometimes something. you get what you need. It's something. Well, I tell you what, if, if I were to interpret it in that way, I would say to the failing New York Times... And the, the frothing, angry Democrats of the world and the Trump haters. And yes, I grant you, there's plenty to, to, to be, to bristle about with the man. But if he's saying to them, so, uh, the economy's roaring and, uh, wages are finally starting to rise and the markets are up and our foreign relations are improving, uh, with many countries around the globe, uh, in spite of them being uncomfortable with it at times, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, you can't always get what you want, but sometimes you get what you need. Uh, but the one, the one part that stood out to me and he, uh, seemed to have gone off script on this. He was just, you know, doing his Trump off the top of his head. 
routine. He was talking about the new embassy that they're going to build in Jerusalem. Oh, yeah, that was entertaining. And 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 what the land cost and how the State Department came to him and said it's going to cost about a billion dollars. And he called up some of his uh, real estate people and said, what would it cost to build a building like this? And they said one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. He said, So I'm going to buy this land for for whatever it is, a couple hundred thousand dollars. I can build the building for a couple hundred thousand dollars. I didn't sign the paperwork. He said they wanted me to build a building for a billion dollars. There's no reason it needs to cost that much money you know how many people are going to get rich off of that yeah. you know how many different people and he said no politicians ever going to talk about this nobody would ever and he's right about this yeah no president would ever even they would just sign it they wouldn't think why is a building got to cost a billion dollars nobody would even think that not a republican not a democrat right and he's and he's saying to this giant crowd how many people are getting rich off this billion-dollar building? We don't need to spend that much money, and I right. thought that And I is, got it for a fraction of that, and the crowd went crazy. That is something different. Yeah. You know, I'd like to play that entire screed, because that was great. And listen, even if you hate Trump, he's talking about gigantic, shameless waste. And he said, wait a minute. There's no way it should cost that. And, and he made some calls and got it for a fraction of that. How can you be against that? And how can you fail to see the appeal of that? My God, Washington is uh, the, the profit in the government industry would put like that 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 uh, pharma bro dude who charged ten thousand bucks a hit to save your baby's life. The profits in D.C. would put him to shame. But it's something, and uh, if you're if you're hoping to get rid of Trump, man, you got to run somebody against him that's going to have uh, have some heat. Because he is still formidable out there in parts of America. Lots of parts of America. Well, and let's not forget the premise of the first run was, I'm a famous guy, I'm a deal maker, I think I can do this stuff. If he has four years of doing a lot of this stuff like he said he would, I'm telling you, you better come up with somebody sharp. Unless it all goes off the rails, which it still might. I am surprised the Rolling Stones haven't shut him down on that song. Or he paid the fees. That's what he did. That's right. I remember that story. Mick and Keith are businessmen. They usually come to politicians and say you can't run that unless you pay us $30,000 or whatever, and the politicians stop. He just paid. Right. All right. What do I got to pay? I'll pay. Then he plays the songs. Uh, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Conscience of the Nation. weekend so i just want to say to my mom and all the moms out there it'll probably come monday they said it would take four days but i think they only count business days i'm sorry it's just work has been crazy lately i love you i love you mom so there you go i didn't follow it um, too fast moving <laughs> i like a nice slow paced joke i gotta figure out what i'm gonna do i don't have a plan i should have a plan yeah no, i know i know i know I ask my kids they 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 may they'll get them involved it always involves some sort of chocolate cake or something but and flowers, but uh, what's the rest of the plan? I don't know. Nothing wrong with chocolate cake and flowers. No, there's not. Indeed. It's a pretty decent plan right there. 
Uh, oh, uh, coming up, I've got uh, some stats on dividing up household chores and marital uh, relationship satisfaction and who does what. Kind of interesting. Also, I'd like to salute a couple of alert listeners for sending us uh, a, a great, great investigative article in the L.A. Times about solar power in uh, Cal Unicornia. Um, and how complicated the situation is and how perhaps ill-advised the mandatory solar for new houses situation is. I'll just tell you the headline of the piece, and uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later on. But And this is from, uh, when did it eliminate the date? Why would it do that? Anyway, uh, California invested heavily in solar power. Now there's so much that other states are sometimes paid to take it. So Too much solar power. Yeah, more on that. To come. Interesting. That's complicated. Stay with us. Oh, yeah, it is. It's much more complicated than the moronic legislature would have you believe. This, however, is something anyone can understand. This is a mom from somewhere in the heartland, rural America, who has decided her children are being led astray by social media. They have become disrespectful, weird, etc. Well, they almost certainly are being led astray by social media. We all are. And this mom has decided to do something about it. Namely, she is going to shoot her children's cell phones with a shotgun. There you go. Uh, because it's a gesture. there are some aspects of this that are visual uh, in terms of your entertainment value. I will say this is a, 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 mm, this is a solidly built gal. Good in a windstorm. No, she's, what, what was, what she's was the where, need I'm for drawing that? a picture. Are you? It's theater of the minds. <laughs> wow. Yes. She wow. is wearing one of those sweatshirts where the entire sleeve is cut away. Yeah, my kids love those. So it's got like a big old armhole that sags yeah. down. And and she appears to be wearing some sort of... Sun's out, guns out. Yeah. Mm. Um, so you can also see her tattoos on her shoulder. Um, some sort of bandeau bra um, under her gray sweatshirt. But again, just painting pictures. Uh, there's here's the mom uh, talking, and you can hear her children in the background protesting. You're you're painting a picture. What she's wearing is uh, inbounds. The mentioning how husky she is was out of bounds. I don't understand your point. Yeah. The grass is green. The trees are brown behind her. The trees of the, tr- the trunks thick. of the trees. The, she is a, a solidly built gal. All right. If, for instance, an unstoppable force were to come into contact with her. That's kind of a highbrow joke. Hope any, anybody enjoy that. Uh, here she is. You can hear children protesting in the background. Please turn it up loud and enjoy their words of protest against mom shooting their cell phones. Oh, hello. Why do I not hear this, Michael? Is there a reason I don't? Oh, it's because I'm sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, that was such a good lead up. Uh, I despise autoplay videos, uh, but those who self-mute, I kind of respect. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Denounce the effects that social media have on my children, their disobedience and their disrespect. Charlie. I also take back my parent for my children. I refuse to be cursed. I refuse to be disobeyed. I take back my role as your parent. Get a shot of them. 
There are kids with their, their arms right. folded, giving her the finger. <laughs> oh, God. There goes another Kapuya, one. Kapuya! Well, put it on top. There's the rest of the screen. Her, uh, co-conspirator. My children's lives are more important to me than any electronic on this earth. Good for you. We still don't get to refuse to have them influenced in negative ways. Now she has a sledgehammer. Contacting people they don't know. Oh, being yeah. involved in drama they don't need to be in. Oh, yeah. And being in trouble in school for having phones out. Let me hit it. Let me hit it. <laughs> I'm done. There you go. So what did the one kid say? Was that a kid or an adult? Yeah, that was one of her kids. Um, I can't remember. They're they're just sassing her. <laughs> so they were flipping off mom, or whoever was taking the video. Right. Yeah. Mom took her shotgun out to the yard, got their phones, put them on a stump, had somebody taping it, blew them away, and then collected had her co-conspirator collect the remnants and smashed them with a sledgehammer. <laughs> so is she hoping to get her own. Wow. Retaking a role as their parent. I liked it. Good she, for you, she, Mom. She hoping to get her own reality show out of that? Way to she probably will. Way to make a statement though. You're your parents' parent. You're your I'm sorry, you're your kid's parent. <laughs> you're your parents' parent. Well, this family might have some of that going on, but if uh, you, you gotta be your kid's parent, not their buddy. I know, and sometimes I hate that. Like yesterday, day before, there was a particular period of time where I wanted to be I wanted to be us being friends hanging out, but I had to be me, you know, uh, cracking the whip, making you do things, and and you know what that will yield? Discipline you? I, I know. I do know. You know what that will yield? Hmm. No cell phones on stumps getting <laughs> shotgunned. And I know it's, it's just, you know you got to do it, but just sometimes you want to play. You want to do fun stuff. And yeah. I don't yeah. want to have to be hard ass dad, but now you're making me be hard ass dad. Right. That's it, why you repeat it to yourself over and over again because it's hard. I've got to do this. Um, low center of gravity. Yes, thank you, Texter. Mm. That's a good one. Exactly. If 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 her family was a football team, she would be a a, a guard, the offensive center. line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also from the text line, that wasn't a Trump rally. It was the grand opening of a Cracker Barrel. I don't think that's true. <laughs> uh, that was something though. What do you got coming up in your news, Marshal? Well, Trump, no illusions about the North Korea summit. Giuliani out at his law firm, quit or pushed. And details about the new potato diet. All coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, see, I, I, I'm sorry, Marshal, but I see that Giuliani story is just another gossip BS story that's just crap. Just my opinion, but I just think that's crap. If Giuliani got, if his partners were unhappy, that's either true or not true. And even if it is, who freaking cares? Hmm. You're not a Manhattan insider, are you? So more anonymous sources say somebody's mad at somebody. What are we doing? You're not very connected in the Beltway, are you, I don't Jack? understand what the news is anymore. Listen to you. You're such an outsider. Jenny's mad at Mike in the hallway. I mean, I just I don't even get what it's going on. You know, I didn't like high school when I was there. <laughs> it's just, to be dragged back into the high school of D.C. in Manhattan? It's Please. just weird. God, send a meteor. Send one today. Um, are you sharing your household duties as we head into Mother's Day? Might you make you happier. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> this is the Armstrong and Getty Show.
So it's still your birthday week going on, right, Marshall? It is a birthday week and a birthday month. Yeah, he celebrates the entire month <laughs> like a, uh, a cougar. It's my Why birthday not? year, so I, I, am, I have a party going on this weekend, next week, and the following week. Actually, every weekend, all year. There, there you, you go. go. Uh, let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, as we've been saying, President Trump firing up supporters at a rally in Indiana last night, telling the crowd the economy is booming, optimism is running high across the U.S., and his administration is rocking. Trump saying he is really looking forward to the upcoming summit meeting with North Korea's leader Kim Jong-un, saluting Kim for releasing three Americans that were being held by the North. At 2 o'clock in the morning, I had the incredible honor of greeting three brave Americans who had been held in North Korea, and we welcomed them back home the proper way. Trump saying the summit should be good news for the entire world, but the U.S. is going to be going to that meeting ready for some tough talk. We're not going to be walked into an Iran deal where the negotiator, John Kerry, refused to leave the table. And Trump saying once again he will walk out of the talks if there's no real progress coming out of him. Remember when he used to say, I'm going to get a secretary of state that doesn't fall off his bike. That's such a ludicrous thing to say, but it's hilarious. So, yeah, Washington and the cable news are all making all sorts of noise about, oh, is Trump naive about North Korea, blah, blah, blah. He's obviously not. And the other line I keep hearing, he said uh, how, you know, Kim Jong-un was uh, really great about uh, releasing these people. It's very nice. And he's praising a dictator, praising a dictator who tortures and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But they don't mean it. I mean, maybe a couple of them mean it. It's all, it's back to the gossip mill. It's back to the manufactured crisis and manufactured conflict to keep you watching or keep you voting or keep you reading and clicking. Just please, if you take anything from this dumb little radio show, it's that so much of the anger in America right now is ginned up to get your eyes and ears. It's not real. You shouldn't be angry. Calm down, because then you're clear-eyed enough to understand the stuff you should be mad about. By the way, on the uh, I should mention this, because people chant and drain the swamp at the Trump rally. You got Ben Carson spending $30,000 on a dining room set. You got Pruitt, him and his wife, flying around yep. first class to various yep. things. They got nothing to do with his job. And you got Cohen taking tons of money... The companies mm-hmm. thought they were going to get something from. Now, maybe Cohen was just taking advantage of this. It's got nothing to do with Trump. I would suggest that's the case, but certainly on. could be. But yeah. if Trump was involved with that, you know, make people pay a lot before they get a meeting with me. That's pretty swampy. So, you know, I'd like to I'd like to get all this stuff worked out. I doubt very seriously that it's coordinated with Cohen. Cohen is such a hustler. He just saw an yeah. opportunity, and these giant corporations thought, yeah, that's a good expenditure of our money. But the Pruitt uh, Carson stuff is cabinet members of his right. doing swampy things. Yeah, that they got to stop. Well, yeah. You're, you're, well, if he's going to live up to that campaign promise, he's got to come yeah. down on that stuff. You're talking about Cohen, AT and T, confirming to CNN it hired President Trump's longtime personal attorney Michael Cohen to advise it on its eighty-five billion dollar deal to buy Time Warner, as well as for advice on the FCC regulation and tax reform. Th- this is hilarious. Cohen's got no legal background okay. in any of these areas. <laughs> the company C and and they're giving him millions of dollars for his advice. 
His riches come from borrowing money from like uh, uh, Ukrainian mobsters to buy taxi licenses right. in a variety of cities, and then overcharging the drivers and the rest of it. But yeah, he's being hired by drug companies and communications companies for his expertise. It's funny. Well, the company's CEO Randall Stevenson, in a memo to employees this morning, wrote: "AT and T hiring Michael Cohen as a political consultant was a big mistake." End of quote. Because yeah. he got caught. Yeah, well, yeah. But, but uh, another CEO from one of the other big companies said, well, I'll tell you what, we certainly didn't get anything for it. Well, <laughs> right. Well, it's a great example, though, of right. the swamping of rent-seeking. Here's AT&T spending, it was, I can't remember who spent hundreds of thousands and who spent like $1.1 million, but it's, you know, more, more money than a lot of us will ever put in the bank in our lives on getting access in D.C. They didn't spend it on innovation. They didn't spend it on better uh, customer service. They didn't spend it on investing for the future. They spent it on getting something from the government because the government gives the goodies. That's what big government is. That's what it does. Quit voting for it. And a lot of buzz around Rudy Giuliani leaving his Manhattan law firm saying he's doing so in order to focus on his new position as a member of President Trump's legal team. However, the New York Times notes that partners of the firm were reportedly upset over Giuliani's public comments about a hush payment Trump's attorney Cohen made to porn star Stormy Daniels. Giuliani suggested in an interview that such payments are common at his now former law firm, but it said in a statement, we would not condone payments of this nature Cohen has been accused of making in Giuliani's out. Are you ready now for the potato diet? Uh, yes. Eating. I need a new diet that doesn't include biscuits and gravy. Eating. Somebody just sent me a text that a Cracker Barrel is opening up near where we work. Oh. I'm going to have a Cracker Barrel close to here. Oh. That's maybe the best news I've heard all year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not unhappy about that. Eating you lot. seen Jack? Yeah, he was headed for the Cracker Barrel <laughs> and then a nap in his truck. <laughs> <laughs> Eating lots of potatoes, it turns out, will help you lose weight. Researchers at Leeds University in the UK study. No, it won't. They studied a number of overweight women who went on a 14-week diet. Half of them counted calories. The other half ate foods with a low energy density, like potatoes, rice, and pasta. Yeah, I, I read this whole article. It could it could be, you know, they'll need more studies, but mm-hmm. it could be another one of those what you've been been told, like eggs are bad for you, salt's bad for right. you, these various things. Ah, it turned out we were wrong. Could be another one of those. Calorie counters lost about 7 pounds on average, while the potato eaters lost nearly 13 pounds. Bunch of potato eaters. <laughs> the uh, women who ate the low-energy density foods also said they felt less hungry and had fewer cravings during the day. I'm always attracted to a woman who's just gnawing on a potato. <laughs> oh, yeah, like <laughs> an apple. Just rock walking eating, around. Eating it like an apple. <laughs> Crunch. Mm. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. She's got that... Sorry, Squawky. She's got that milky potato juice on her lips. Oh, God. It's a good look. Be wary of any diet study that says if you eat this, you will lose weight. Like, eating doesn't make you lose weight. It's it's important to eat healthy, but there's more to it than that. But what is healthy? The scheme to have mandatory solar in California. Should we go ahead with that? Should your state imitate it? We'll have some fascinating data for you. Who does the cooking in your house? Husband or wife? Who does the uh, yard yard work? Repairs? Laundry? 
you share some of this stuff. <laughs> Makes a difference. Oh, for two for having those things in my life. <laughs> there you go. Cooking in a yard. Stay tuned <laughs> to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If Michael Cohen had pitched them in an African accent, they would have seen this coming from a mile away. Just think about it. Hello, my dear friends. My name is Michael Cohen. I write to you with a blessed opportunity, huh? My friend Donald Trump is soon to be president. And if you permit me my desire to send me $1.2 million, I promise to make you very, very rich, huh? It's Trevor Noah saying uh, Cohen was running the Nigerian prince scam. He does a really good African (laughs) accent. Very effective. Uh, How you doing? It's Mother's Day on Sunday, don't forget. Charity cornhole tournament turns into massive brawl. Back to you. Charity what? Cornhole tournament. What's a cornhole tournament? It's it's the game where you toss. It's like uh, uh, you toss the bean bags into a target. It's like, called cornhole. It's it's like a skee ball ramp. <laughs> Unfortunately, target. it's a combination of like bean bags, skee ball, and horseshoes. Okay, I've played a lot of those kind of games. I've never heard it uh, referred to that. Ah, oh, sure you have. I don't think I have. <laughs> uh so according to this, working moms spend almost six hours more on chores per week than working dads. Six hours. I Maybe they this, do them more slowly than the dads. I find this a little hard to believe. Yeah, it doesn't say how much more chores get done, just how much <laughs> just time they're the spent time. on Wow, it. that's so. not the direction I was hoping to go. Um, uh, I don't Send I don't, your hate mail to me, Joe Getty. At, uh, that hmm? seems extraordinary. And this is working moms. Right. Spend six hours more on chores than working dads. Uh, Maybe in a week, you said? Yeah. I could believe that. Okay. And this I also find hard to believe. Uh, Hours spent doing chores for men and women in couples. I don't know if it says married couples or just couples, but they they have the same number of hours of chores being done with no children as with children. I find that impossible to believe. I was doing a lot fewer chores without children. Hmm. So they came up with what they came up with. They're talking about the division of uh, chores. It's kind of interesting that a lot of it is, uh, you know, there's there's the stereotypes of, uh, I don't know what generation this was, but uh, the mom's doing all the vacuuming and cleaning and cooking and everything like that uh, while dad sits in the chair reading the newspaper with his pipe in his mouth. That, that, that you know, old thing. And that it supposedly changed over the years, if that ever even occurred. Um, but uh, some duties are still way more likely to be done by the man than the woman. By far, cooking way more the woman's deal. This is even among people who share household chores. They're just divided this way. Mm -hmm. The man does way more yard work, like practically all of it, where where mom or the woman does way more cooking. Um, Mom does way more laundry and cleaning the kitchen, where dad does way more, um, for instance, taking out the trash. I mentioned the yard work. does more organizing the finances usually, although that one's a little closer. Yeah. So some of these are still split along kind of what is seen as stereotypical um, breakdowns. Caring for pets is about even. Mm, yeah, okay. They got dishwashing 
women doing more than men. It's not true in my house. Interesting. Break it up however you want. Yeah. Yeah, whatever works. You know, it's never discussed in this sort of thing, and I don't deny that perhaps certain traditional roles have persisted even as women are working more, and maybe that's not great, and eh, work it out in your own marriage and find happiness, uh, you know, in your way. On the other hand, what percentage of shopping for, say, new hand towels or something to put on the mantelpiece, etc., is women? The vast majority. Well, let's say. start with most women would enjoy doing that, and most men would hate it. Thinking about let's new linens, there. that sort of thing. So why? He, he mentioned that, and I already started thinking of excuses to get out of doing exactly. it. Exactly. So why is that? Because women take more satisfaction from that sort of thing, et cetera, et cetera. And what's never brought up <clears throat> is that it's entirely possible, and listen, nobody quote-unquote likes housework, but maybe the feeling of getting it done, sprucing up the nest, being proud of it, et cetera, et cetera. Women are more motivated to do that. And we're talking averages, as always. Anybody sure. who pretends to be offended because there are exceptions to averages, um, I don't even have time for you. But well, how about so that? You know, that could be a factor. In how some about of this. yard work? The amount of satisfaction <clears throat> I get out of looking out the window when the lawn is newly mowed, and I always say to my wife, oh, "I just like it when you look out the window and the lawn's mowed." She's like, "Yeah, I guess." I mean, oh, she just doesn't care. What? It doesn't matter to her. Just just like it doesn't matter to me what the right. towels look like. Right. So it's it's not a... Do you notice how I get, went diagonal in the corners? <laughs> Honey, I've got to go do something. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's just a, you know, it doesn't yeah. matter to her. Yeah. So uh, Which is fine, by the way. On that topic, you know, I, I adore my wife. I'm crazy about my wife. And, you know, if Donald Trump were to run some sort of Miss Universe pageant to get me a new wife, I wouldn't even show up. But neither one of us is super big on cleaning. Um... And so if there's somebody out there, you're one of those neat freaks, you just get a lot of satisfaction from it, I am willing to adopt you, formally and legally. Or a plural marriage, maybe. Or you can just live in my place for free. I don't enjoy cleaning, but I like things being clean, and some people don't even care if things are not clean or not. It's the same as the yard thing. I don't care whether stuff's laying around or not. It makes no difference to me. It makes a big difference to me. Mm. It makes a huge difference to me. And just right. my level of stress or happiness. Right. So that's a motivator for you. Yeah. That's why I clean stuff, not because I enjoy the cleaning process. Right. Exactly. The well, end I, result gives me happiness where that's not true for everyone. I need somebody like you to move into my house. Uh, there will be a number of strict rules. <laughs> you will wear a French made outfit, whether you are a man or a woman. And you're born with that. I can tell my kids. You will refer to me as my liege. <laughs> wow, that's that's a tough one. Uh, my my six year old wants his room to be neat. If he if he if he gets up in the morning and sees it's messy, he's going to start cleaning right away. Wow. His brother does not care. Can't even imagine why anybody would care. Bad parenting in he, both directions. He's he's fine with just like walking across stuff to get to his bed, crunching under his feet. Oh Toys, boy. pencils, clothes everywhere. He doesn't even care. I got one of those. And. Uh, <laughs> And the little guy, no, everything's got to be where it's supposed to be. Yeah. And that's just, that's clearly in their genes somehow, or brain. That's not a choice. Same parents. Yeah. Same genes, just variations of what gets, uh, you know, connected to the, yeah, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So many of the things, maybe damn near all of them that we chalk up to character, you just have. (laughs) Well, certainly your starting point you just have, and you can alter them some 5%, some maybe 50%, but... Your starting point you're born with. Yeah. Absolutely true. Oh, by the way, another interesting stat on this. The division between of household labor between women and men, and according to this, women do a lot more household chores than men, 
it's the same for millennials, Generation X, and baby boomers. Huh. It's the same split almost exactly for all three of those listen there's plenty of sexism in the world but the point i was trying to make was don't always look to like oppression first as the answer for why there are more male engineers at google james damore than there are women but people would go into this thinking well you know it's the older crowd with the stereotype no it's the same exactly what i'm saying numbers break down the same for all three generations which is interesting to me i wouldn't have guessed that um, didn't John Lennon have a song called Woman is the uh, Enter of the World? Yeah. It's a controversial song. God, I'd say. Got the kids folding laundry. That's something kids can do is fold laundry and put it away. That's pretty easy. Mm. Son was mowing the lawn last week because I got a, I hate to even say this. It makes me feel less of a man. I have a self-propelled lawnmower. <sighs> I bought that when I was going through chemotherapy and I was really disappointed oh, in myself. Just, I was ready to go, and you played the cancer card. I got a lawnmower that you don't have to push, and I thought, this is really a sad moment in my life. But anyway, my 8-year-old can now mow the lawn, because all you got to do is press the thing, and it goes. Much like taking shots at John McCain as he clings to life would be wildly inappropriate. I can make no lawnmower jokes. And apparently somebody did that in the cabinet meeting. Although, speaking of fake outrage, it's a beautiful example of... Taking a private comment and vetting it as if it was a public comment and then acting all outragey. I just, I don't know. Who are you people who enjoy being mad all the time? So every Friday we talk to the Knife Media about how the news was spun one way or another all week long. Pretty darned interesting conversations. Yeah. Yep. Enjoy it for those of us who consume the media, which is all of us. Yeah. Which buzzwords to look for. Tried to lead you which direction or not. Plus, mandatory solar? Uh, Good idea or no? Stay with us. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.